I thought I wanted to give him some great foundation work. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is the perfect foundation. I mean, he learns a little bit about everything. He's learning about mobility. He's learning the proper way to use the weights. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bass with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. Uh, today, we have a wonderful guest, Mr. Jonathan Marshall. Welcome. Thank welcome, you. Welcome, welcome. Um, we, uh, you just kind of came back to us not that long ago, right? That is true. Yeah. So uh, where are you originally from the Northern Kentucky area? I am from Northern Kentucky. I actually grew up in Union. Yeah. And, um, hmm. Lived a few other places, but back in Union. Yeah. Um, so you're born and raised from where else did you kind of move around to? Well, when I was in the Marine Corps, I was out in North Carolina for a while, and then California, 29 Palms area, and then Coronado area where the SEALs were trained, and I got to watch some of the training. It wasn't a SEAL. but Not a SEAL, though? Not yeah, a the SEAL. Marines, yeah. what, uh, what did you do in the Marine Corps? I was a communication major. Okay. Very cool. What uh, what all does that kind of entail? Well, it's basically setting up uh, the tick band. Uh, it's basically AT and T for the when somebody's out in the field. So they set up phones that go to the general, the the captain, and everything. It's the way they communicate all throughout the field. So mm-hmm. we'll set it up. They usually have a uh, kind of like a little city. Like if you ever saw the show Mash, there's mm-hmm. like a little city there, and so they could call between there, and then. They also have the people out in the fields that have like the more cellular type phones. Huh. Very cool. How long ago was that? Let's see, my last days was 1999. Well, mm. that's and it's funny you talk about that. A lot of people don't even think about there being cellular devices before before the uh, early 2000s. Probably a little bit ahead of the time. From you know, a lot mm-hmm. of that technology comes from you know. It those, was a backpack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a backpack. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was a heavy bag. backpack. Yes. I remember my dad, uh, he would, when he was kind of, I don't want to say starting out, but I remember I would go on like, he was an insurance agent, but he would go between car dealerships and he had the, the brick, like not even the brick cell phone. The, it was like a pack. Yes. And it plugged, phone, phone in a bag, plugged in the cigarette yeah. lighter and it was like 14 pounds. You mm-hmm. could kill somebody with it mm-hmm. if you swung it hard enough. Self-defense. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was pretty cool back in the Chevy Lumina. Like it was, you know, like boop, boop, boop. Yeah, it was like two dollars a minute to use. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. It was. They were yeah. making a killing on on the rates. Yeah, Dad, can I use the phone? No. So, yeah. <laughs> so why uh, why the Marines? Believe it or not, I have a history in our family as Marines. And mm, okay. So my father was in the Marines. Uh, my uncles and a couple of my uncles were in the Marines. So, mm-hmm. um, and ironically, I married my wife whose dad was in the Marines and all mm. his brothers were in the Marines. Mm. So we got a whole family of jarheads. So yeah. that can wow. be good and bad. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the Marines usually, uh, uh, again, I didn't have the honor to serve, but it, it uh, they, they, the reputation is they're the, they're the toughest. They, they get the, they get the crap kind of as far as like equipment and everything. And you guys are kind of the grunts or whatever, but you get, you could go in there and you get stuff done. Improvise and overcome. Yeah. Yes. All right. I love that. Yeah. I always like hearing that background because, um, and, uh, you know, I had some family members and in, in, in that served and every one of them said, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing my dad yeah. said. When I told him I signed up, he's like, I just can't believe because I didn't tell him. I was Did you do it right out of high school, college? I, it was actually after my freshman year in college. I mm-hmm. just was lost. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what direction mm-hmm. I wanted to go. Sure. And, um, so yeah. basically the Marine Corps gave me a kind of a guidance of what I needed. And mm. I tell people, I go, it was the best leadership school I could have ever gone to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that. I, I wish that everyone would, would have that opportunity for at least a year. It, I it, think, I think would know, be just, the best just thing. for that discipline and, and, uh, see what it's like to do some physical training and, and, uh, follow orders. <laughs> Not, Correct. You know, all that to be, stuff. and, and to yeah. be phys- not only physically tested, but mentally tested sure. as well. You know, I think the, uh, I think it's pretty well known. The reputation for uh, our generation is is a little soft 
Mm-hmm. You know, we know that's not true. Uh, you know, you have your outliers, but you have your outliers in the other direction too. Sure. You know, you have, um, you know, for example, I think uh, we just talked about it yesterday about CrossFit is the biggest health movement mm-hmm. that America has ever seen. Sure. You know, it's no longer just a exercise routine or this cult fitness mm-hmm. type thing. It Correct. is. It is now a full blown health movement. Um, I just saw today. Uh, the on CrossFit's Instagram account, they actually just posted a video of a man with uh, adaptive athlete with cerebral palsy uh, with a 70 kilo uh, power clean. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's setting up and you know he's he's moving around. He's you know finally gets set and just kind of goes for it and mm. goes nuts after he made it. But oh, again, awesome. that's a yeah. that is it's not just a a fad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's that's sure. someone who is basically improved himself to the point that, um, you know, he's doing better than 90% of the country right now, mm-hmm. you know, doing more. And mm-hmm. that's really cool to see. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. what keeps drawing me back. And I always, well, I love the team atmosphere. That's mm. my favorite thing yeah. about it is the team atmosphere because people holding each other accountable. Sure. I'm older, so, yeah. and, but nobody's pushing you to extreme mm-hmm. levels. We're, pushing each other to get a little better each day, a mm-hmm. little better each day. And uh, that's really, I enjoy that part of it. One of the ways I described when I found CrossFit, um, that, that team atmosphere, I played team sports my literally my whole life, probably from age four to 20. And uh, there was that, that was that brief period. Um, actually, even when I lifted in college, I lifted with a group of, group of guys. You know, every time it would be five or six of us, all right, we're going to the gym, all right, let's go. And uh, just having that, that push and then after I got out of college, um, there was that probably that brief window. Is actually when again when I met Jared at Urban Active, we spoke about that before on the on the podcast, and uh, it was just me and another guy going, and we weren't really good about being consistent, and it was like kind of boring, kind of going through the motions. And then when you find CrossFit, it just it filled it for me personally again. It filled that void that I didn't even realize I was missing, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just so spoiled by like always having people around to kind of push me and support me, correct, and uh, call me out if I wasn't there and you know all that stuff. So that's that's I think one of the biggest you know if not the biggest things uh, CrossFit does, and especially for you like coming from a brotherhood like the Marines, um, you know whether you're playing sports or just have people around you. Um, I just don't. I, I don't know how else you would really do it. I, I tell people, I go, my self-discipline usually comes from other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I know somebody else is going to be counting on me to be there a certain time in the morning mm-hmm. to go do something, sure. I'm going to be there. Right. If it was me just wanting to sleep in mm-hmm. and it was just me, I'd sleep in. Right. So, I, I mean, you need that extra. A lot. I would say 90% of the population needs mm-hmm. that extra push i mean you know i'm bringing my son now sure and he's great. 10 years old so we're having a lot of fun with that and uh-huh. he's seeing this and sure. but he's motivated by teams because he mm-hmm. plays baseball and mm-hmm. he's a big sports person mm-hmm. and so we basically can get up in the morning because even though if i'm really tired i know he's mm-hmm. tired too but if we're both up we're both up and ready to go there you I go love it. i love that um Going quickly back to, uh, so after you got out of the Marines, what was the kind of next step for you? Next step was uh, finishing up college and then... Uh, so I you put, went back to college after? I did. I, well, and then, so I was active duty, what they call a 92-day reservist. I would actually, I did like two years of active duty throughout my eight years. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the time was reserve time. So I was going to college back and forth throughout that whole time. Okay. And so I finished at Thomas More. I played soccer. For Thomas Moore and kicked on the football team for a year. So cool. I had a pretty good. I mean, Thomas Moore is a great college. Did you have yeah. a uh, a different kind of perspective on that education you were getting after getting? I, I did ten times better in college as soon as mm. I came back from the Marine Corps. Yeah. Well, mm. the one thing I noticed there was a class system in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. There's enlisted and there's officers, and I was like, well, if I want to make a life of mm-hmm. this, I want to be an officer. Right. There's definitely a difference and so I said I needed to go back and finish school so I had this motivation to finish school quickly so even if it was whatever degree it didn't really matter what degree Mm -hmm. um, I'd still be able to go back and do that and then be an officer if I wanted to yeah I can't imagine you you would finish up something that that was that stringent with uh, with a daily regimen 
and then go back into a uh, something like college and not have some of that carryover. Yeah, I my grades went up. I they I was like on dean's list like right afterwards. <laughs> so I had a new respect for the time I'm at school that I can get this done and it's not as hard as I think it is. Well, I think that's one of the things that we talk about here a lot is just and really what it comes down to is your daily habits. And you know whether that daily habit uh, again, uh, you come to a fork in the road, you can go one way or the other on every exactly. on every single decision you make. And uh, you know whether that your week looks like meal prep on Sunday, get up early on Monday, go to the gym, make sure you're you know getting enough sleep in, or you say, hey, I'm going to go pregame at the Bengals game, watch them lose, you know, drink all day, <laughs> and then have a had a bad week or a bad start to your week. You know, you're already setting yourself back. So it just comes down to those daily habits. You saw my Facebook photo while I was at the game. Dude. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't pregame, no, but I, right. I, I, it was yeah. sad. But you know what I mean? Is, is it just comes down to those daily habits that you start to build. And, you know, um, I think even someone said something to me this morning about, well, I just don't understand, you know, I don't understand how the coaches, you know, stay so fit. And I think what it comes down to are those daily habits. I'm not saying this person doesn't have good daily habits. Mm-hmm. I just think it comes down to a decision that, you know, I'm, when I go home, it's going to, I eat the same thing every day, you know, it just yeah, has become right. a routine, right? you mm-hmm. know, and to be completely honest for the last month, usually around that November, December, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. And a lot of those daily habits start to go out the window because mm-hmm. you're, you've got parties, five Thanksgivings yes. and four mm-hmm. Christmases and, uh, parties here and all sorts of things. So, um, I think just knowing that if you do fall off that bandwagon, that you can hit a reset button. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not, uh, it's not, well, I had two bad meals. I just give up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? that's where the third meal can still be good. I found right. people that, that I, I've heard people say this. They go, well, I started off the day bad, so I'm just going to yeah. let the rest of the day right. go bad. And I'm going, well, you don't have to. Right. You could yeah. actually yep. Yep. turn this around. And I try, if I have a bad meal, because I'll have one, and especially during this season, mm-hmm. I just, I won't. Eat, I'll eat different the rest of the day. If right. Yeah, that, that stemmed the bleeding. There was a, I can't remember the actual, I'm awful with actual names, but uh, when it, came, it comes down to some of the higher level athletes, but she was, they were talking about her, her cheat meal. You mm-hmm. know, um, I used to have cheat days where it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, it's Thursday. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. Absolutely. And then it was like, well, I'll just have my one kind of what eat whatever I want meal. And then, you know, where it comes down to for some of these higher end, higher level athletes or, um, again, maybe just taking your own nutrition to the next levels. I'm going to have a cheat item. Mm, absolutely. You know, like I'm going to go, like if I love donuts, I'm going to have one donut exactly. on Thursday yeah. and that's it. It's not just some like 1400 calorie meal. Well, and again, I mean, it goes back to discipline, you know, obviously, uh, John experienced that in the Marines and it's tough whenever you don't, you know, whenever you leave that home environment, as far as like growing up, like your parents obviously would. Uh, teachers or whoever is responsible for your discipline now you're kind of in charge of your own discipline you know we're it's a free country we can eat whatever we want and if you don't have a filter you know um, like you said to have the discipline to um, if, if a you know if someone walked in right now and was like oh, I got a delivery and it's a, it's, a, yeah, it's a cake and donuts and all this stuff if you don't have a filter you're just gonna be like all right let's indulge and for me personally, you know, again, I'm just like Jared, just as guilty as, as anyone else this time of year. But at the same time, I've already, you know, I almost don't want to verbalize it, but like I'm, I've got a couple and I hate kind of New Year's resolutions, but just like a new discipline I'm going to try to try to do is is, is not indulging in, in sweets, you know, uh, through the week or whatever that whatever that looks like, whatever it looks like. I want to discipline myself to the point where whenever it, you know, something does be, be placed in front of me, I don't have to feel like a weirdo to say no. Like, right. cause everyone else is like, Oh, give me, a, you're not gonna eat a cookie. Like, you know, and, and, and sometimes you have to take in a minority position, you know, um, John, you get a crossroads. Brian talks about it all the time. Like marks of a man. One of them is taking a minority position, you know, and that's not always going with the flow and like, all right, everyone's having a beer. Give me a beer. Sometimes you drink water. You drink water. You know, exactly. sometimes, you know, and it doesn't mean you can't go out. You can still go out and have a good time. But um, I guess what I'm getting at is just whenever you decide to have that donut, if you've been eating clean Monday through Friday or whatever it looks like, Sunday through Friday, um, 
it, 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 it honestly tastes better. Right. And you feel like you earned it. You earned it. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? And it's, it, it's, it's so much different um, whenever you are deploying that discipline. And it's just like probably in the Marines, whenever you guys are getting your, your butts kicked, you know, Monday through Friday, let you go on Saturday. It's like, hell yeah. Oh, we're on leave. Let's, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. No, and I'm like that still. I My weekends are my weekends. I try to, I mean, I try to watch things, but during the week, it's, it's a lot easier when sure. you're working. Mm-hmm. And so you got a regiment, mm-hmm. but then the weekend comes and you don't have a regiment. So mm-hmm. now it's just kind of like, oh, I'll enjoy a little bit of the weekend. Mm-hmm. I, I tell people my goals are different than other people. I sure. go, I've done marathons. I go, and they ask me my time and I go, I really don't know. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I go, I just finished. Yeah. I go, I have a hard time picking people up 26 miles away right. in my car. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I finished 26 miles. I finished 26 right. miles. Done. And that's my philosophy. And I go, my pants, I want them to fit. Right. And so right. I'm not real. I mean, at least not at this point in my life. I'm like trying to get mm-hmm. cut abs. I want to mm-hmm. be, I want, my, I want my, my wife to find me attractive. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who doesn't? So yeah, if I can, if she, I look good to her, then I'm, I'm all good. You know, and I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, uh, especially maybe some of the vanity leaves uh, your, you know, everyone wants to look good, feel good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think Absolutely. at a certain point, it's I, I need to be, you know, you have children, you, you know, you're getting to a point where it's like, I need to be healthy so that I can be here for a long well, time. Well, it's more of an example <laughs> you know? and an example for Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because, you know, it's, 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 it's. Well, it, it goes from how much do you bench to what's your resting heart rate? Yeah, it really does. It really does. And, you know, when you talk about making an example and things like that, like we see so many people that unfortunately don't see a correlation between the way they're feeling and what they're consuming. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. um, and there we all obviously know there's a direct correlation. I just, um, you know, just got back from the American Open, which is an, an amazing experience and seeing some incredibly strong people. And it's did my best to eat the best I could, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but not to say that I didn't have a meal or two that I really enjoyed, uh, that was probably outside of where, what I should be eating, but guess what? Overdo it. And I don't feel that great, yeah. right. you know, and weird. I, but I know why, you know, but unfortunately a lot of people, they don't, they don't see that, don't see that direct correlation that, uh, you know, 15 Christmas cookies is going to make them not only feel bad, but do some damage internally. Absolutely. Well, and then I, my big thing is don't have it in the house. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, if we yeah. don't have it yep. in the house. Oh, yeah. I have, I have zero actual um, <laughs> uh, willpower. You know, that's one thing. If it's around, I'm, I'm going to eat it. Well, and that's what's tough in the, in the you know, we're almost 2018 office environment, you know, or, and I'm sure it's not anything new. It's been going on for years. But, you know, if you do work in an office environment, generally speaking, holiday when I eat someone's birthday oh man it's always around and that's what we're talking about when sometimes you you can't be afraid to be like nope I, I just I'm not gonna do it there was uh when I worked for the, true. Yeah, I used to tough. work for the park district and there's like 90 people that work there and I swear to you there's a birthday every day I mean there's only 90 of us <laughs> I don't understand how there's a cake here every, every single day, day. It's, it's mind-boggling but you know well, that's like when you're in your early 20s it's like Who's turning 21 this week? And we're all going out. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, it's like, oh, my goodness. I don't know why I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, get a little off topic. I mean, yes and no. But uh, so we kind of finished up school, finished up uh, with the Marines. And then where do we go from there? Then I started, uh, I became a financial planner. Okay. And is was, that something you kind of were in school for? Is that just an interest you've always had? Well, it was interesting is I, I, wanted to go to work at Fidelity. I started learning a lot about Fidelity while I was there. And um, I, it's so, this was the funniest story I had was when I graduated, when I was getting very close to graduating, I did three interviews with Fidelity. I pretty much knew everything about Fidelity, how to get up the line, do all this. Mm -hmm. And then I get to my third interview and I'm pretty much thinking I'm one of the people they picked. And because I was pretty high candidate, at least in my head, <laughs> but sure. they, they were giving me some feedback, mm-hmm. and uh, she told me I I had too ambition, too much ambition, too Ooh. much ambition. Ooh. And she goes, "You're going to be on the phone for at least two years." Yep. And she goes, "You're going to have a hard time with our culture." And I was devastated. I didn't mm. even know what to do because I kind of put all my eggs in that basket because Fidelity is pretty much north of Kentucky, especially back yeah. then. That was where to go. Well, I didn't know much about the independent financial advisor. Mm-hmm. So I started talking to a few, and uh, 
then I found out that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted mm. to work with people one on one, and it, it evolved um, where I worked for a company for ten years and did really well with them, and then eventually started mine. It's crazy how some of those uh, things that are uh, at the time, you know, devastating, you know, emotionally mm-hmm. and, and things like that, and how they are the right answer. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, she did me the biggest favor. Yeah. I mean, and I, I can't thank her enough. If I saw her, I would thank her ten times because I did mm-hmm. better because of it. It gives me a little bit more freedom. Yeah. And I would probably not do well in the corporate environment in that type of position. Yeah. There's a there was a, a point um, at when Mark was basically I was uh, running back and back and forth between two gyms. I and, remember that. And uh, <laughs> and Mark was basically doing this on his own, and you know we were in the side gym, the side garage of the uh, the old the old gym there, and kind of sat down and he's like man i i can't do this on my own and i need you here and it's like i don't know if i can just step off that ledge and uh and we did and Mm -hmm. you know not that like we're we're you know firing on cylinders here at all times but it was absolutely the right decision you know and it's it's like it's one of those things again it's like that decision at the time is scary and and uh very uh unknowing but uh obviously is the right thing to do you know well it's like the whole thing you know again it's like it's 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 warm underneath the covers right and you're like eh, i don't know stick an arm out it's a little chilly <laughs> um you know like the comfort zone it's, it feels real good and then whenever you actually take that leap i mean you can talk about it to your blue in the face but until you actually experience it and it's just like crossfit you know so many people come in here and they're they're scared right. you know and because guess what it's not in their comfort zone their comfort zone might be an hour on the elliptical and then boom or, you know, or, or an hour up. under doing bench or an yeah. hour doing arms. Whatever, whatever whatever it is you know hour you know run or whatever it is maybe just on the couch you know and unfortunately that's a lot of the you know how how we, we really want to step in and help people on a you know what uh, coach glassman always says is off the couch off the carbs you know if we can just get people to eat better and get off the couch that's you know any fitness program at that point will ultimately just that's 70 percent of the battle exactly yeah so it's it's you know and that's when i think uh, you know any business owner any person in general whenever they see their biggest strides is whenever they're in that water that might be shark infested they don't know it and they keep pushing through right yeah yeah and there is something at the other side and there's mm-hmm. That well, I we I remember when you guys were going through that because I have a partner, Mark, and mm-hmm. he's very much like Mark, which is really funny because <laughs> I start laughing. I'm like, I go, I really think you just need to get have a good talk with Jared. I'm like, you guys work so well sure. together because you have different strengths. And yeah, that's what's been. Yeah, we are very different in in the way we work, and yeah. uh, that's is one of the the. Yeah, we, we Why would you want two people the same? Oh, right, hundred percent. That's exactly. Exactly. You have a team that's completely different. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and to that sense too, you know, the team that we have here, you know, everybody brings something a little bit different to the table. Um, There's nobody like, you know, <laughs> we've, we've, we've said it before, you know, it's like, we're, we could do this on our own. We would, we'd be burnt out within mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, oh, yeah. Absolutely. you know, but we could, but you know, the nice thing is we can bring people into the fold to assist us and, and you know, roll that ball forward a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more towards a towards an end goal of just really building up this community. And people enjoy being part of something. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. That's so true. Absolutely. Um, I want to take a a very short break. We're going to come back and we'll talk about how you kind of came into CrossFit, how you found it, and all that stuff, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay. We'll be right back. Well, I didn't really start exercising much at all until I was probably in my late twenties, kind of mid children. Um, I was a big runner for a long time, did seven or eight half marathons. I loved running. At the end of my last half marathon, ended up with a stress fracture in my leg. I uh, finished that half marathon, and of course at that point it was like, well, I can't run because I have a stress fracture. So I was looking for something different. Uh, one of my friends actually worked out at Covington, and I went there with her and fell in love with it. I started there about three years ago. And then I came here about two and a half years ago, and I've been here ever since. It's very different than anything I've ever done. Uh, little weights in the gym, like when I used to work out at LA Fitness, but nothing, nothing to this extreme, nothing to this level. And 
I do it because you hate yourself while you're doing it. You question your sanity, but when you're done, you feel like a whole new person. Definitely stronger. I definitely have more stamina. I feel better all the time. I sleep better. I make myself eat better because if I don't eat better, then I feel terrible when I'm here. Um, I have a pretty physical job and surgery, and so it helps a lot with that. But just being strong overall helps every aspect of your life. With your kids, you might have a 10 and a 14-year-old. You can be super active with them. It's good for your mind. It's good for your body all over. And I'm definitely stronger at 40 than I've ever been in my life. I like clean jerk. I like split jerk. Not a big fan of the snatch. But I, li I like to lift heavy overhead. That's my jam. Oh, absolutely, you're going to be nervous because you don't know what you do. You, you don't, I mean, you watch people and you go through the on-ramp class and you know the moves, but you, you have no idea what weight to use. You have no idea, um, you know, getting all the equipment out and everything. But the good thing about this is that everybody's willing to help you. The coaches are awesome. They're going to tell you how to scale something if you're injured. Um, they're going to tell you how to start things like, because the last thing you want is an injury. So. There's really no reason to be nervous. There's always modifications. Everybody here is fantastic, and they'll help you get through it. I think you had a ma you get a major accomplishment anytime you PR. I mean, the first two years you're at the gym, you're going to PR all the time, and you kind of think, oh, I'm just going to keep getting stronger. I'm going to keep getting stronger, and then you'll hit a plateau. Um, I don't know if it's an age thing or if everybody hits a plateau, but then when you do hit that next level, that even if you PR just by five pounds and you hit it, you just since I've been here three years, practically all of my best friends have been this gym. I've developed so many relationships. My husband comes here, we work out together, but I have several of my very best friends now. Welcome back to the Everyday Athlete Podcast. We are here with Jonathan Marshall. Uh, we left talking. We talk, we're talking about a lot of different things, but uh, I do want to get back a little bit. Uh, as after you were talking about leaving uh, or starting your own financial planning uh, company, and, and I want to talk about how you kind of came to us. So you were originally at the old gym, the old Correct. the old car wash uh, mm. comes up from time to time on the podcast. The old, uh, very awkward um, shaped. CrossFit gym that we had. It was a great uh, place. Yeah, it was. It was a lot it of fun. Had, it had one benefit, and it was the fact that in the summer it was like a wind tunnel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was really Ooh. nice in the summer. Like it was. It was not nearly as warm as it is in here. But uh, but again, very low ceilings. We were very limited in what we could do. So. It's a great story to go out and yeah. talk about the beginnings. And now that place sure. is. Um, if you guys have driven by, I think it's a. They they put a ramp on either side, and I think they use it as a. Uh, they house their vans for a cleaning service in really? there so they unload and load all the cleaning equipment in there I see that so i saw them i drove i had to drive by the uh drive by there drop my car off one day at tom gill and they were pouring a slab out front for the, the little ramp and i was like i couldn't imagine what they could do because mm -hmm. it couldn't be another car wash mm -hmm. uh, i think when we took over that was part of the agreement is they poured six inches of concrete on the floor so you couldn't make it a car wash again. Mm. Wow. So yeah. the, the, whenever they bought that place from, uh, I believe, Classic Car Wash. Mm. So uh, anyways, I digress. So you showed up, came, how did you find us originally? I think it was the Alexanders. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Heather Alexander. And I yeah. was, I've been reading about CrossFit, didn't know much about CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Actually, everything I read was all about how the craziness of CrossFit. Yeah, oh yeah, they, the stigma. Yes. Yeah, the stigma. And yeah. then I, I think it was Heather that, told me about the place mm -hmm. and I was like, well, yeah, check it out. Her yeah. sister was coming and I rem remember her connecting us to talk a little like business and stuff like that. And then obviously you kind of decided to come on over. Yeah. Yep. And then it, you, your wife came for a little bit and her and Heather got, came together kind of for a, a family affair for a, a little while. And now you're back at it with your son, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Took a little hiatus. And then uh, what kind of made you decide to come back? It was him. I yeah. well, I I wanted to come back because uh, I left when I had an injury, uh -huh. and so I just mm -hmm. started running and working out my own. And mm -hmm. then I was like, yeah, I kind of want to go back. Well, and then I thought I wanted to give him some great foundation work. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is the perfect foundation. I mean, he learns a little bit about everything. He's learning about mobility. He's learning the proper way to use the weights. Yeah, that's one thing that comes up time and time and time and time and time again. And again, 
myself included, is if I had this when I was 14, when I was, you know, uh, you know, it's they they've interviewed ex NFL players that are, you know, it's like if I had this when I was in high school, I'd be unstoppable on the field, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because, again, you're you're what you're broadening your your focus a little bit. You know, you do have to be sports specific. But again, we see more and more now again is is not only technology but the knowledge of the human body increases you know being sport specific can actually be detrimental right you know um and we see it in a lot of younger kids that are um you know it's like year no sport is just a season anymore no there's year-round soccer there's year-round baseball Baseball year-round yeah um you know and it's like it's one of those things that you're just doing the same movements over and over and over again um and things like soccer we see you know non-contact acl mcl tears because you know you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again um baseball i'm sure mark you, you've got a couple injuries you see you've seen you know pretty often where it's just this motion mm-hmm. over mark was mm-hmm. a pitcher so you know it's like one shoulder is always going to be very tight right yeah it's just preventative you know maintenance and different things like that and ultimately again if you're building a good base at a young age like you know if i have if i'm if I'm uh, fortunate enough to have kids and they're healthy and they're able to, to, to you know, um, do things, I, I would love to start them out in like a gymnastics or something like that to oh, yeah. build a great base and just body awareness. And, you know, they're not going to like start benching at age three. You know, it's it's exactly. it's, it's, it's kind of comical to think about that type of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it's get them, get them doing a variety of things. You know? He started tumbling when he was like sure. three, so you know, right. you're getting that gymnastics part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think the cool thing about it is that the mobility, I mean, as I get older, that's really, really important to me, but it's also very, very important because they didn't really emphasize, like, we stretch for 10 minutes, and that was mm-hmm. it. And it's not really, mm-hmm. it was the same stretches, it's not changing things a little bit, uh, and really emphasize on the muscles that are sore mm-hmm. in some cases. Because I think coaches I think, don't know this. I things, think right? mobility yeah. is... When we think of mobility, it's not just that. It's, it's a lot more than just static stretching. Exactly. You know, when people think of stretching, it's a static stretch. And usually it's, uh, you know, well, just kind of pull my leg back. And it's like, okay, that's good. Exactly. You know, and it's, again, it's been proven that you need uh, a minimum of a two-minute hold to do any, have any effect on that muscle that you are actually trying to stretch. So most people, that's why we love like Ramwat because it's mm-hmm. just like, it, it works a lot like our, our classes. It's like, hold this for four minutes. Mm-hmm. You got three minutes left. Mm-hmm. You got two minutes left. And so you have this like end game. You're not just like, well, just hold this for a couple seconds and hopefully that fixes it. You know, it's a lot different. It's a lot different than it used to be, even from when we first started. Oh yeah. I mean, again, you're always trying to be a better version of yourself uh, each and every day, whether it's business, probably fatherhood all this all this all these things um but yeah it's constantly varied um you know i won't won't recite the whole definition yeah but um crossfit works uh and and it works for all ages you know whether you're 10 or 80 it's it's been it's been proven but again it's just that stick-to-itiveness to where like hey jonathan left with an injury but now he's back and ready to, to to build for longevity and uh, even before I think we started the podcast, you talked about, or no, I'm sorry, you mentioned earlier about like having some goals and, and just how they change over the years. And and, and uh, I love the accountability buddy being JP. And have you seen a change in him as far as just like maybe a little mentality towards getting up and going to the gym and, and how he interacts? Yeah, it's, a, I mean, if he, know, if he gets up or if I get up first, mm-hmm. whoever's up first, then we're like, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a game. And like, sure. all right, got to go. Right. Like, go get that person up because it's mm-hmm. entertaining to wake the other person up because sure. we're, we're not nice to each other. <laughs> that's funny. Um, who's going to turn on the lights? Uh, but, I mean, yeah, that's the accountability part. And we've we've also brought in another friend, and uh, mm-hmm. which is going to be more enjoyable because he's going to be able to do more this coming week. And it's becoming a little bit more competitive adding him in there because JP sure. knows him too. He looks up to him. So mm. um, we're going to have more fun with that part. And hopefully we find more people like that because the the more that we can have a group that's holding each other accountable, sure. going, where were you this morning? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that's what pulls us back and you know because it's easy to get off track mm-hmm. and once you get off track it's easy to jump back on and it's also mm-hmm. much easier not to get back on it 100% yeah I, I see that a lot you know with, with being in business now for over four years with the gym it's it's you know it's, it's eye-opening to see you know so many couples that'll come in like gunslingers and they'll they're all in they're all in it's a big red one, flag one one little thing happens and then it's like they're all out and um it, it's just tough because you have to you got to take your lumps along the way so to say with fitness and you're going to have your holidays you're going to have your surprise things that come up financially where it's like i don't know anymore um about this that or the other thing but i think it's just positive negative mindset it's like all right we're all in on fitness all right let's stay positive with it you know let's let's make this uh, you know a pillar of kind of our, our own like beliefs and and, and, and foundations because um, I think no matter who you are in life, whether you decided to make CrossFit your, your fitness um, modality, if you will, or methodology, if you will, um, you need some type of physical activity. You know, um, it could be playing basketball at the YMCA or whatever it is. You need to get that stress out because in our day-to-day lives, we're so device-driven. We're always like connected. We're always engaged. Like you need that physical kind of relief to, for so many different reasons. Um, so yeah. Yeah, when you need the other people. Yeah, you I, need that community. You need yeah. that community. It's just as important. And we've had, you know, we've had people leave for for various reasons, and um, the ones that I guess are the most painful, are the ones that you know don't, in our mind, don't necessarily have a, a a great reason to do so. You know, when you talk about, you have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just leaving and going doing nothing, like. Like I want to find something for you, right. you know, whether right. it is a running group yeah. or, or maybe maybe it is something like Zumba. I don't, you know, what I don't really care as long as you are doing something that is, that is bettering yourself. Anything but Zumba. Don't, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I just I picked that one because it was it's a little weird. Yeah. But you know, even if it's like a yoga practice or whatever it is, um, you know, clearly we believe in resistance training for all the you know reasons that back it. But just that, men- you gotta have some type of mental release. Because especially, you know, I look at you, Jonathan, you're a business owner, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a friend, you know, like you have all these different obligations to deal with every single day. Like, when does Jonathan get to have Jonathan time? Well, the you know, people always ask me, they go, why do you run so much when I do run? Mm-hmm. And I go, I'm, it's not speed. I go, I'm like Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. I go, it's for mental. I go, it's not about so much being mm-hmm. in shape. It's literally... I don't have to think. What are you running from? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's very. Well, there's so many yeah. things. Let me right, start the list. Right, yeah. And I, right then, I don't have to think about it, and mm-hmm. I can just go. I'm going to get here. Because we we've it. talked about your kids' schedule before. Like maybe fill us <laughs> in. You have a you Daddy have a, you're a father of two, and your kids are just. I, I don't I don't know if I've I've met someone that has busier kids than you. Maybe fill us in a little bit on a what what's a week look like. In the lives of uh, Mr. Marshall. I can use last night. I I got off work. I rush home to Union, pick up my daughter, take her to the Carnegie down in Covington. She's at rehearsal. Get Drive back. My son has a choir mm-hmm. performance. After that's done, I'm driving back to the Carnegie to pick up mm-hmm. my daughter by 830 and then I get home and I eat and mm-hmm. say hi to everybody and mm-hmm. give everybody a kiss and before you know it, it's time to go to bed. Right, right. And it's that every night. I mean, tonight's basketball. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. and, but then my daughter's going down to Carnegie. So I feel like an unpaid daddy Uber. Yeah, so, sure. But, right. I mean, that's my priority right now. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I go, maybe one day I will be going for the abs, but it'll probably be like 18 when they're 18 and I'm just... They're right. not really caring where I'm at. They right, yeah. So maybe speak a little life into myself and Mr. Baston who don't have kids yet. And, like, how do, how do you still make fitness a priority um, for you and, you know, at this point, you and your son, but even just you more specifically. Whenever you look at the week and you pull up the calendar and it's full, um, how, how do you maybe try to maneuver something around to, like, get your workouts in? Get up earlier get up early yeah I, f- I feel like that's that's a solid answer and i've you know one of our and big... i've tried it every other way because mm-hmm. i don't like waking up early. i mm-hmm. people think i do i don't like waking up early mm-hmm. you have to get up. it's early. a priority yeah. it is that's all yeah. about making a priority right you know and that's uh again we, we've 
talked about that at nauseum here, but you know, it's, it's, you have mm-hmm. to make, you have to make this a priority. And again, if it's not this, you have to make your yoga, pri- you have to make whatever right. this is for you. You have to make, make that priority. your priority. And then you have to, I mean, you have to be flexible enough mm-hmm. to be able to change. I mean, I was here in the afternoon a couple of times sure. last week and I'm like, well, something didn't work out. I had to take them early to school. Mm-hmm. Well, let's make it for the afternoon. Let's go to the 430 class. Mm-hmm. You just can, you can do it. It's just yeah, sitting back yeah. and not going, I'm not going to give up on this. Sure. Right. And you got to fight for it. You do. You know, it doesn't just boom and you're skinny or whatever. Just like any other, any relationship, you know, you can align this to a relationship. You know, it's not, it's not always just going to be easy going, you know, mm-hmm. you are going to have to tell yourself to do some things you don't want to do. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's Netflix, you know, that's. Yeah. Well, I, uh, whenever I hear like get up earlier, I, I immediately thought like go to bed earlier, you know, and that's, that's a, that's a tough time too. I'm sure for, putting down kids and, and getting them to sleep. And especially, I know there's several people here that have newborns and waking up in the middle of the night and so on and so forth. It's, it's, it's really, it can be, you know, really challenging to oh, with the newborn, make it to a 5.30 a.m. class. Yeah, they, the newborns, it's the, the most flexible you ever have to be in your life mm. because there's, they're your schedule. Sure. I mean, and it, it gets better, but at this point, I'm, I mean, my wife and I watch TV. We usually watch an hour a night, mm-hmm. but it's Netflix at night. But it's just us two after the kids go to bed. Yeah, sure. Then it's time to go to bed. Because that that time is important too, right? I Absolutely. Because you're still talking to your mm-hmm. spouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, so watching something and talking. Well, is, I think too mm-hmm. making that time available. You know, it's really easy. Like, I, I I kind of made a point to stop trying to either bring my laptop home or not open up after I get home. You know, because it's really easy to get home. If I get home at seven thirty, I can work till ten very easily. Absolutely. You know, you can definitely find things to do. Well, mm-hmm. I haven't been taking my laptop out of my bag for like. I always bring it home on the weekend, but it's so funny is I've gotten to my got to this point that I'm not going to work at home mm-hmm. unless I absolutely had to. Yeah. And every once in a while I had to pull it out, but I rarely do, and I don't. And now I got to a point I just don't want to. Right. Well, it's a give, it's a it's a it's a give and take. I mean, you can um, whether it's you could make a couple extra bucks or you know, but the reality is that the world's not going to end if you don't do that little bit of work at home. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know my period with my kids is about this big. Or I'm right I'm pinching my fingers. I I learn from my clients probably. I learn more from my clients than they learn from me. I tell people because a lot of my clients are older, and life does go quick. I have a short period of my life to do a great job with them and spend mm. the time with them mm. and take all the moments. He goes, before you know it, you won't be spending that much time with them. Mm. Hopefully you have grandkids because then they'll want to hang out with you. Yeah. Sure. yeah <laughs> Please yeah. take this thing off my hands. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you know, we, we heard that uh, not too long ago at uh, the conference we were at. And, you know, it's like no one on their deathbed says, man, I wish I would have worked more. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's and I like my work. I, yeah, mean, it's, yeah, yeah, I, mean, sure. I know you guys like your work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could work all day, but then I, I also, I love my family more. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of kind of put those priorities. Sure. You, you, there has to be a work balance. And that's also brings in your health because mm-hmm. I would like to be here when I'm 80, you know, being mm-hmm. uh, the grandpa in the corner saying whatever I want mm-hmm. and everybody laughs at. <laughs> Spoiling the grandkids, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, and I think that's 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 that constant like perspective of what is what is the end game you know uh, that we're, we're all playing for, and it's that that short short term like dopamine effect that I got to check Facebook and how many likes did I get or you know all the all these things that are going on right now in society right. and every time I you know it does I, all the all this presidential you know I don't stuff even. that. I try to avoid like the plague and, you know, but it's just, it's pre-programmed in the, your, your smartphone and all that stuff. And anytime you're, you know, do want to engage in and look up some news or whatever, it's just so toxic. Um, you know, I think it comes down to just, I heard this the other day and my job in life is not to be a goalie. You know, if I'm here and if, if you got a goal and I can help you, you know, I'll step mm-hmm. out of the way. Right. You go ahead. You right. know, as long as yeah. long as you're not hindering my ability to do what mm-hmm. I want to do, mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, have 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 your fun. Do what you need to do. But like you said, you know, take take care of yourself. Take care of your kids. Take care of your family. 
because again, that's that's mm-hmm. really what it's going to come down to. Uh, everything else, all all Facebook aside and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like none of that really matters when it comes down to, uh, you know, brass tacks of what you're trying to do in life. Right, and you sit, you surround yourself with people that have the same type of goals. Mm. Uh, I always use a great story. Uh, King David, he uh, mm-hmm. he had Nathan. I don't know if you're if it's a biblical story, but King David had Nathan. Mm-hmm. Nathan pretty much told him everything he did wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he was there for. If you have friends that will tell you, "Hey, Johnny, get up. <laughs> you got to mm-hmm. get to the gym. Johnny, mm-hmm. you're not doing this right. Johnny, you're not doing this right." And in a nice way that they're mm-hmm. they're wanting you to be better. It's not because it's for them to just criticize you. It's because mm-hmm. they want you to be better. So I like to surround myself with Nathans. I tell yeah. people, I go, if I have more Nathans in my life. And that helps in the social media part too, because most of the people I'm I see on social media and are on my feed, they're posting really cool things about their kids. They're mm. posting things. I really don't get into the political part either. Yeah. I have my political views, but I really don't share them that much. Sure, sure. I know who I vote for. Right. Yeah. Exactly. People ask me, I will tell them, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell them on social media because I don't really want to get in an argument. I don't want to spend the time. That's one of those things as a business owner too, where you refrain from. You know, some of that stuff, and some people don't, but you know, for all me, of that for, stuff. We try to refrain from all for, of that for, stuff. For me personally, like, I don't, you know, that even like with sports and stuff like that, people will, um, you know, tend to rat, you know, they can rattle the cage or whatever it is, you know. I'm um, never going to say it. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, you know, I abstain, like, even, you know, from, from engaging in those types of conversations. Well, I think that what it comes down to is, is where we, our biggest thing, uh, our driving force here, you know, and it took a couple of years for us to figure that this out, which it sounds silly that it took us a couple of years to figure this out, but our, our driving force is the community here mm. and the community is, is all encompassing. You're trying to include everyone. And as soon as you stick your, you know, your line in the sand on a issue or even a sports team, mm-hmm. you know, we can rib Mark about a sports teams, you know, choices, but you know, even something like that can draw, you know, start to, to, Put that Go wedge. to a darker side. Yeah, and, and the reality is, is we're trying to foster a place of, of positivity. Yeah, and that's that's what uh, I love what you said, Jonathan, about surrounding yourself with Nathans and and having that. And when I hear that, I just uh, hear mentors. You right. know, like you had to have a have a mentorship. I think, you know, there's there's a couple guys that I lean on constantly that are, you know, strong men. Um, you know, uh, in your life, and I'm not saying it has to be a a man has to be with a man or whatever. But um, for me personally, just with, you know, I'm, I'm in a new marriage and, and whenever I was going into that and just those guys kind of setting expectations and also the line that you said about, I've learned more from our clients and, and we're hundred uh, percent guilty of, of, of that as well. Of uh, Just, man, I love chatting with folks like yourself that are, are, are successful and, and have experienced life, you know, a little bit more than I have. And uh, there's, you know, we're, we're, you know, uh, spoiler alert, we're, we're, we would really love to start like a silver sneakers program and get some of the aging population in here. And uh, when we talked about like coaching it, like I, I, I volunteer myself, you know, and because um, I, I love I love to hear those uh, types of stories of, of, of the wisdom and, and stuff like that. And I know one of the things, you know, if you do uh, engage with that population, one of the things that they might um, voice is just that regret you know as far as if they didn't get a chance to do something so when people you know business owners so on and so forth um anytime that i share my story with someone they're like man that's so awesome like that you went for it or you know like that i wish i wish i would have done something like that or i wish you know this Uh, with the aging population like that's the one thing i I feel like they don't want to uh experience is regret you know and it's yeah you see these grandpas mm. that are babysitting because mm-hmm. they worked all their, I mean, that was mm-hmm. their generation. Man went to work. Well, now mm-hmm. they're babysitting, and I love, they, and they love it. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. we missed out on all this. And he goes, mm-hmm. and now I get to see all these things. So, you got grandpas that should probably be retired and taking vacations other places. They're not. They're yeah. like, no, nah, I'd rather babysit. That's right. And because I'm enjoying this part, I'm watching my grandchild mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. And it's a different view. And so and kind of working with those markets, knowing what they want mm-hmm. and, and they don't want to regret. They want yeah. to just go, all right, what can I make up for if I didn't yeah, yeah. get to do this back then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess correlating that to just the younger generations like, well, I wish I could do this or that. It's like, just 
you know, if you really want something, like do it. So many people want to uh, kind of give you the lip service, you right. know, and it's, you know, you don't want to get to age, you know, 90 or whatever it is. And, and you're still saying, I wish I would have yeah. like, cause, cause again, the most valuable resource everyone has is time, you know, and, uh, it's, it's unrenewable, you know, Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, fear, fear of failure is, uh, is pretty, people are just scared to, to go out and do their, do their own thing. What you they know, don't know, we, we, uh, we always say it's like the worst that's going to happen is we're going to have to go find a job. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like the, the worst thing, you know, it's like, well, we might have to go like actually get a job, but because you know, the, the hours are long here and, and they there's times where it's unbelievably stressful, but at the same time, I don't think any of us really treat this like a, Oh God, I got to go in there today. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, I get to go in today. Yeah. I get, yeah. I get to go do this. And that makes it, um, I think one step up, you know, from, from what a lot of people, um, feel for their, their employment. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and I, I, that's why I always commend you guys on some of the stuff that I always like about, especially this gym, because I've been to other CrossFit gyms. It's mm-hmm. not that I've not been to other ones. You guys are always looking for new, innovating things, mm-hmm. and you're trying to bring it into there, and you're like, all right, is that worth us trying to bring it into the business, and let's try to make this, yeah. see how it works with the see how it works with the group. It's like you're almost piloting, but nobody knows you're piloting mm-hmm. some things. And yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 for me personally, it's deciphering the good ideas from the great ones. You know, it's like we're, we're uh, reading a book right now about uh, disciplines in, in business. And one of the things that uh, we just read through Steve Jobs, is like, turns down, you know, 100 good ideas a day um, just to stick with the great ones. Yeah, right. Well, they, uh, what was the, the example they gave of the, the one phone manufacturer they brought in? Um, they brought him in to basically interview someone from Apple, and mm-hmm. he basically walks out and says, "This isn't fair." He said, "You know, um, they we have forty different phones that we have to make all run on the same software. They make one, mm-hmm. right? You know, it, it's it's not fair." And, and it's funny because you think like, "Well, I'll just keep doing. I'll do more. I'll do more." It's like mm-hmm. we always come back to whenever we feel like we're stretching ourselves too thin. It's like, what do we do really well, and what is the most important thing we do? You and know? how do we make that better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I, I think we're we are definitely in a, a more uh, more is better um, kind of environment, and and you know we're even on a, a group thread with a bunch of entrepreneurs on a on a Slack, and you know my question I've I've wanted to pose this for a while, but it's like what's wrong with with doing one thing really well? It's always mm-hmm. like what do I, what can I put my hand in next? What what can I sink right. my, my teeth into? It's like I watched a documentary a long time ago. Uh, it was documented on a Japanese noodle maker. This is mm-hmm. super random, but but this guy, they, he's probably in his 90s, and he's been doing this his whole life. And not until he's in his 90s are people finally paying attention, but he's the only one that does it this way now. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, what's wrong with doing that really well? He just played the long game. Mm-hmm. Right? Now he's finally reaping the rewards. You know, it's are you willing to play that long right. of the game? You know, most people aren't. I think it's a, it's a different breed of person. It's, it's, right. It's almost like it that. Un, it's an unwavering belief in yourself, you know. Because again, like if you're ten years, Jonathan, if you're if you're ten years into your business, and you're just seeing modest returns, and it's kind of like uh, I'm only improving by one percent, one percent every year, one percent. And there's people telling you like, hey man, come over and work for me. We'll see ten percent, ten percent. And it's just that that unwavering belief that like this is gonna work. Right. This is gonna work, and, and you have those kind of dark times and that's that's fitness too it's like because so many people want to come in and see the 30-day abs or whatever right you know and it's like uh, hey you know I, I lost one pound this month all right hey i lost one pound this month all right well in a year i've lost 12 pounds so many people you know this is a quote a lot um so many people overestimate what they can do um in a year and then they underestimate what they can do in you know three to five and it's just you know they want that well, you know, here we are again. It's about to be January 1st, and here comes the resolutions, and, you know, everyone's going to go all in on it. All the magic yeah. pills are going to come on, yeah. the, on the radio. Yep. Exactly. January 1, you'll lose 30 pounds. Do you yeah. uh, engage in those type of activities, uh, like New Year's resolutions and stuff? Or I'd, I'd like to, just because it, it gives more me... more like goal setting? It's goal setting. Because yeah. um, it's like a new year. It's kind of fresh, mm-hmm. and I'm going, all right, well, and plus, you know, we, November and December are usually mm-hmm. your slower well mm-hmm. for me it's my slower months uh except i do a lot of business money so i have a lot of families coming in but it gives me a little bit more time to spend on my planning 
Sure. So after not eating as well for December, because we got Christmas and all the mm-hmm. holiday parties, it's kind of nice to go jump into January going, all right, let's go on this mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets you ready for spring, because I'm my, I love spring. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to spring as soon as January hits. And, you know, I want to be outside. I want the yeah. sun to be out at 6 o'clock. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I do set some goals. But I think it's more because it's a new year. And I'm going, what can I do? What can I achieve this year? Right. It's not so much if it's I don't make it to there. But can I do something better and get can I get to a 34 inch waist uh, or 32 go from mm-hmm. 34 to 32 that would be my next goal if I because hey, you know like I said mm-hmm. that'd be nothing changing diet a little yeah. bit more and mm-hmm. I could get there mm-hmm. there's a whole nother uh, that's a whole nother hour on goal setting yeah, you exactly. talk about yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're not big goals and I don't want goals to be like I really high mm-hmm. at this point yeah. in my life I'm like I want something very achievable so I can sure. celebrate a little bit sure Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have all these, I want to hit this high and get there. And if yeah. I don't get well, there. Again, going back to that book we're reading, it's like, you know, when you focus on one to two things, you're likely to hit one to two things. Exactly. If you focus on six to eight, you'll probably hit four. If you focus on 11 to 20, you'll hit zero. Well, how many conferences do you go? And you've mm-hmm. got millions of ideas that you just came sure. back with. And you're like, I go, I literally, anytime I've gone to a, I go to one right at the beginning of January, mm-hmm. which helps me get my year mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. And I take two to three things I actually have to break it down and going mm-hmm. what are the two th- to three things I'm going to use this year everything else I'm going to put over here if I get to those two to three things and they're working and I got some other orders of things I'm like maybe I can bring those in or if something mm-hmm. comes up throughout the year I'm like I'll go back to them but the two to three things are going to be my focus mm-hmm. nothing else because I will f- and then you're you're drowning oh yeah trying to set all these yeah goals. they call it in the book they call it your whirlwind yes you know you have this because you have your daily kind of things that have to, you know, have to, you know, generally have to check your email, you know, unfortunately, you have to, you know, do your little things like, so will I work out and pick up your kids or whatever. But, you know, again, if I can have just one clear, and it goes back to vision and purpose, right. you know, like, what is my vision? What is my purpose? And that can be for your life. That can be for your business. That can be for your kids. You know, if you don't want your kid, you know, if you want your kids to be healthy, like, um, does, letting them eat a whole pack of Oreos, does that match your vision? You know, oh. uh, you know, but, but, but again, like if, if so many people get bogged down on losing sight of that, right. Then, you know, it's, it's ultimately does this move the boat, so to say forward right. in my, in my life, you know, am I, you know, and it's as simple as that day to day, like for us doing this podcast right now, this, this is part of our vision. We want to learn more about our members. We want to get their stories out there. So yeah, it's it's the right thing to do. Can it be better? Absolutely. You know, it can always it can always be better for, on our do part. Everything perfect. Every, yeah, everything. <laughs> and that's just like the business, and that's that's why we do that stuff. And, and I appreciate you acknowledging, like, hey, we are always changing stuff, because you know uh, we want to get better. We want to get better. We don't want to we don't want to be stale. You right. know. So, um, but I would encourage anyone that's listening to this at the end of the year to. Don't set more than three goals for 2018. You know, try to really and if, hey, if you hit all three of those goals by the end of January, guess what? Lucky you. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta raise your expectations, but at the same time, don't shoot for the moon necessarily, right. um, or shoot for the moon and fall in the stars, whatever. However that 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 rings for you personally, but I do do see so many people that'll set that bar so freaking high, and by February 1st, you're like, oh, I'm never gonna get there. You know, I'm with you, John. Like, I need to set these small wins. Right. You know, instead of saying, I want to lose 20 pounds, like, I want to lose one pound a week right. or whatever it is. And then, like, am I there? Oh, I just checked, checked the scale. I'm up two pounds. So I have to reassess, you know, uh, they talk about lead indicators, lag indicators. Like, what does my nutrition look like? You know, right. so if that's my goal. Yeah. Speaking of uh, learning things about our members, uh, I do want to uh, ask you a, a kind of a final question because have you have you gotten a chance to listen to any of these? So we always ask I didn't this, listen we all the way through. I, we always I listened listen, to the beginning. We of ask it. we ask the same question to everybody that comes through. Well, I didn't know uh, you guys had a podcast. Oh my so gosh! Until you told me about well, when I saw that on the line. Yeah, yeah. But I just came back. So yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so we always ask the same question, and it's just a pretty simple question. But every 
there's some been some kind of uh, similar through points, but everyone's had a different answer. So pretty simple question is just what is your definition of fitness? My definition of fitness is I'm healthy. I my pants. I mine's very simple. My pants fit. Right. I, I, I if they fit, I feel comfortable what I'm wearing, and then I feel good. And the pants I like, which mm. I know is my right size, yeah. not the mm-hmm. ones that I have, might have that have the expandable waist uh-huh. a little bit uh-huh. that you can they get at Kohl's. They still pants. fit. Yes, uh, but no, if they, my pants fit, then I feel good. Because mm-hmm. I know that I'm doing the right things that day because I'm not eating bad. So, mm-hmm. and then I'll look good that day when I'm going on appointments and different things like that. And that's simple to me is that my pants fit. And if my mm-hmm. wife goes, Hey, everyone's right. yeah, like, yeah, right. hey, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. I love no, that. That's perfect. Uh, it's one of the, one of the more simple ones we've had. I like it. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna probably uh, just just end things there, and we want to thank you for uh, coming on today. We appreciate yeah, I enjoyed it. It's this. Been, it's, been, yeah. it's been great having you back, and uh, great having JP here. So it's uh, thanks again, and uh, thank you all for listening, to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.